So a lot of your old programming is from when you were a little kid or, or just earlier in your life. Usually we grab on to ways of coping and we keep doing them for the same reason we don't forget how to swim in the middle of the lake. And this really gives us choice where we can choose how we respond. So it, I don't look at learning hypnosis as like, if you choose not to learn it, then you're you're getting in your own way. If you embrace it and learn how to use it skillfully, then you can make all kinds of things happen in your life. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six- to seven-figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six- to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Baloo, and boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is someone that I have had the honor of helping launch her very own podcast. She's one of the world's leading thought leaders in the area of hypnosis. She has owned her own hypnosis practice. She owns her own hypnosis school, and she is now the host of The Hypnosis Show with Robbie Spear Miller. And of course, I'm speaking of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Robbie Spear Miller. Welcome to the show, Robbie. Thanks, Nikki. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. Great to have you here. I'm so excited that you've got your podcast up and running, and uh, it's been so much fun being a part of your success and getting that going. And one of the reasons I wanted you to come here is obviously to talk about your brand new show, but also because I really see you as the thought leader with a lot of valuable things to share. You've created a successful business, a successful brand, and the person who listens to this show is interested in learning from you because here on the show, we're big believers in free expression, uh, freedom, and free markets. And one of the things that we do is we bring people who have successfully been in the marketplace, expressing themselves freely, building a business, and spreading the good word of what they do and making a difference in people's lives. And so, Robbie, tell my listener. How did you get to be the one and only, the legendary Robbie Spear Miller? All right. Well, I'll tell you that um, when I think back to it, way back when, when I was 26, I had a very close friend named Jeff, and he was diagnosed with a very serious brain tumor. They gave him a year to live, and he was around my age. And so overnight, he looked like an old man with a in a hospital gown. And and uh, it was really awful for him, but also quite a jolt for me because I realized I wasn't really living my life in every way. And when you're that age, you kind of think you're going to live forever and there, there's all kinds of time. Um, so it was something that really made me stand back for my life and take stock make some decisions for myself. And um, Jeff really influenced me in all kinds of ways um, because he was he was always the kind of person who would just decide what he wanted and make it happen. So we met when we were both around 22, 23, right out of university or college. I met him when I was in, Bo I was living in Boston and he just went out and decided he wanted to be a journalist and got a job as a journalist at the Boston Globe. And he became a food writer. He was really into food and restaurants and, and that kind of thing. And he 
writer for Boston Magazine, which is like Toronto Magazine, at the the young and tender age of 22 or 23. Wow. And I remember he and I would go to restaurants and we would pose as a, an engaged couple celebrating and we would order this, you know, lavish meal. But he was really reviewing the restaurant and the next month we'd have this really cool article come out in Boston Magazine. So, you know, he and I had a lot of fun together. Um, and at the time before his diagnosis and before that that time in my life, I, I didn't really, I, I admired what he was doing, but I didn't really see it as a model for how I could could make my life better or I could get what I wanted. I just thought, oh, that's Jeff. He just goes and, you know, does his thing. Um, but when he had this cancer diagnosis, I had already taken my first hypnosis training with Janet and Jonathan Kramer, who you know, at Dynamind. Yes. And so I had been introduced to this idea of modeling or finding people who are really going to be good at and, and being able to learn how to do that from them. And at the time, this was a very revolutionary idea to me. But as I saw Jeff go through his his cancer experience, he ended up living several years. They gave him a year to live. He did live several years. And it was really amazing to see how he handled the whole thing. He really had everything in his life taken away. He couldn't work anymore. He was t- trying all these experimental treatments. So a lot of the times he was not feeling well. But when he did feel well, he started hobbies. A photographer had an exhibit at a local cafe. He traveled when he could and he actually visited me because I moved back to Toronto in the meantime. And, you know, I remember going to this really amazing restaurant and him calling the chef out of the kitchen to talk to him about how he made his souffle. And he he really made the most of of every experience he had. And so when he was dying and and he was... uh, they knew he might have a few weeks to live. His family called me, and and so I flew down to Boston to say goodbye. And um, it was we didn't know if he could even understand what was going on. He was just lying in a bed, so we didn't know if he knew I was there or if he could hear what we were saying or understand it. So when I was about to leave and go back to the airport. His family left me alone with him and I didn't know what to say. I was like maybe 28, 29 years old. Mm. And so there was a poetry beside his bed. So I started to look for a poem. And of course, all poems are about death. So I was looking for a poem to read him that wasn't about death. So I thought I found one and I'm reading the poem. And it turns that it was about death. And so I get to the last four lines and I started to cry. And he said to me one word, fun. And so, you know, of course, I was like, how could you think this was fun? I didn't say that to him, but I was feeling that. And I would say that that experience really helped inspire me to to make more of my life and to help other people do that, which is what I do as a hypnotist. So he, he had a really big impact on my life. Wow, Robbie, that's quite a story. I had no idea you were going to share that. Wow. He sounds like he was quite a remarkable fellow. He was. Incredible. So this man who uh, was taken from us too soon just seems that uh, only the good die young sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, his his spirit was amazing. He he didn't see limitations. So, like when he got diagnosed, his girlfriend at the time broke up with him pretty soon. She, I think, she just couldn't take it emotionally, and he 
dating somebody new when he was dying of a brain tumor. And, you know, for somebody to have the spirit to do that is, you know, I think that's impressive. That's the the attitude of just deciding what you want and and finding a way to do it is something I very much admire in people. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. You know, God, God love you. God bless you. Uh, and God bless Jeff. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, what happened next in your story? I'm sorry. Normally I come and I do something upbeat at this point in the conversation, but that, that, that was <laughs> just, you know, so Jeff gave you this inspiration. What happened next? What had you move on the next yeah. step in the direction? So what happened next was at the time I was working as an IT consultant and I didn't like what I, I didn't like my job or my career, but I, you know, kept it. And so I had taken that first course with Janet and Jonathan with Dynamind. And so from there, they actually had referred my husband and I, we were taking these classes together at the time we were dating um, to another uh, NLP and hypnosis trainer in Ontario. And so we started training with her and then she referred us to another program that I eventually took to help people stop smoking with hypnosis. So the more that I learned hypnosis and what it was possible the more I wanted to learn. And, and so eventually I decided to make it a career. But when I first learned it, I knew there were things about me I wanted to change, that I was stuck in, you know, in the same patterns over and over. And I was frustrated because I knew I wanted to change it and I didn't know how. And I discovered how through hypnosis and NLP. And, and so part of what really uh, drove me to keep going was that I knew one day I wanted to have kids. I didn't have kids at the time, but I wanted to be able to be better for them and simple. And so one thing led to another and I noticed how much it helped me in my life. So I just I wanted to do this professionally and help other people too. Yeah, that's incredible. So you knew you wanted to do that. When did you take your first professional step so that you actually started working in the field? Um, so I was kind of dabbling when I was working in IT. I, I knew I wanted to do this, but I didn't know how from a business point of view. Um, so I would see a client here and there in the evening. You know, I'd waste time trying to build the perfect website, things like that, because I just didn't know where to go. And so one of my uh, one of my heard about this program in California where you could train to help people stop smoking and they taught you the business side of how to make this work or earn a living. And I went, I actually had a baby at the time and my husband and my baby and I, we all flew to California from Toronto and I was still breastfeeding. So it was not easy oh, to, wow. to do. My husband was waiting with me with that, the baby every break. And so I learned this, this uh, system and this way of building a business. And I I came home and I did it. And a year later, I met my current mentor. His name is Scott McFall. And he's the one who really helped me build this into a solid business and, and build the skills in amazing ways to help people. So I was really choosing uh, trainings that were helping you learn how to do it, not just I obviously for results, for client results, but also to make it a viable business so that I could earn a good living and help people as much as possible. So yeah, so when I first met Scott at the first training, I was pretty fascinated. 
and and amazed to see what he was doing with people. He was doing a lot of demos of how he was changing people um, in front of the class, and and it made me see what was possible in a, you know at a whole new level than my training up top. So and that was it, right? I just kept going and going, and there's always more to learn. So I love what I do because it's never boring. And and there's always a new challenge. Um, I love helping other people and seeing them make the most of their lives and, you know, learn how to have Jeff's attitude about life. So that's really what inspired me. So Berlin, that I've recently sold 20 students. And so we help people stop smoking, lose weight, manage pain. Um, and so now I'm where I train people to be hypnotists and some of them are coming to improve their own lives. And other people do want to do this professionally. So we help people uh, from the business, mentor other business owners in various industries to be more successful. And so we're really looking at the whole person and, and wanting to help them grow themselves um, in a very uh, integrated way so that everything that happens in their life, it's in their purpose, that everything impacts everything else. So we're helping them get their subconscious mind lined up with with what the what life is asking of them or realizing what's possible and, and making things happen yeah it's pretty amazing stuff that you do Robbie I mean um, hi- hypnosis is something that has been around for a long time but it's not something that everyone knows about so maybe you could tell us a little bit about um, some of the key results that you've helped some of your clients achieve of course, yeah. Well, we 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 have helped a lot of people with weight loss. So a lot of people come to see us where they they have tried a, a ton of different diets, nothing's worked. Or they lose weight and gain it over and over. Poster because they have failed over and over. A lot of people come with the habit of failure, uh, the fear of uh, being disappointed, and so we're we're really helping them to shift that. And and a lot of the changes people need to make are. They have nothing to do with the weight. The weight's actually the symptom of the problem. It's not the cause of the problem. And so we're working about their confidence, have a different relationship to what happens in their life. When we use hypnosis, we're helping to do what's called bypassing the critical faculty or the critical faculty is like your rational mind. So the, the point of it is such a relaxed state that their subconscious mind is more open to suggestion. And then we can help them embrace what will help them get their goals at a subconscious level. So most of what we do day to day is not determined by our conscious minds. It's actually from a subconscious place. Um, and so we're, we're really working with that. Uh, you know, they, they the metaphor of there's an iceberg and, and your conscious rational mind is the tip of the iceberg. And then the rest of it, the, the water is is the rest of the iceberg. That's your subconscious mind. Um, so we're really helping people access that part of their their real their natural abilities to get, get what they want. So a lot of people come with a lot of negative programming or subconscious sabotage that they don't even realize is happening, and we're helping them change that so that they can it can be possible for them to maintain a healthy lifestyle. So. That would be one example. And I would say that it doesn't matter if people are coming to lose weight or stop smoking or or manage stress or manage pain or get over a fear of, you know, spiders or driving over bridges <laughs> or a fear of public speaking. I get a lot of people who need help with that or a fear of success. A lot of 
people who are one business owners have a lot to be successful or failed. So helping people kind of embrace the trial and error learning that has to be there as an entrepreneur is a big thing that we help people with as well. So we're really helping people, we look at it as hypnosis is something that happens no matter what, like when you're driving your car and you end up in your driveway and you don't remember what you lost eight blocks, but somehow you made it home. Maybe you were daydreaming or listening to music. You just, your subconscious just knew what to do. So that's a hypnosis like state or when you get really into a movie and you laugh when it's funny or you find your mood change or you cry when and it's sad, you're responding to emotional suggestions. So that's a hypnosis. So we have these states of mind that we go into and out of day to day. You know, if you look at advertising, the the old commercial plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Do you remember what the, sure, of course. the end of that commercial is? Nick Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Oh, what a relief yeah. it is. Hasn't been on the air for probably, yeah, three or four decades. So, but you still remember it, even though you haven't heard them. So, so those are very good examples of how hypnosis works. So it's repetition and fixation. And so getting people into that state of mind, open them to learning that they might not be open to when they're conscious and rational and aware. So we're helping them learn how to do that for themselves and for getting whatever they want in life. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I'll, I'll tell you the the whole issue of uh, entrepreneurs and other people getting in the way of their own success, sabotaging their own success is really uh, a pretty widespread issue, Robbie. A lot of people deal with that. Um, Heck, I deal with aspects of that myself. You know, I'm a pretty successful guy, but uh, uh, I I want more. I'd like to be more successful. And one one of the things that can get in the way of that is saying, well, you know, I've I've hit the pinnacle of what's possible for me. That's a thought that's gone through my head from time to time. And I know that doing things like hypnosis can help identify what those blocks are and get them out of the way, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. And it is really common for people who are building businesses. I mean, you're creating something, getting caught up in fear or there's some ups and downs. And and it really helps you choose the direction you're focusing on to choose possibility and to focus uh, on what is possible and create it. So we, we do a lot of uh, work with, with using our senses because we talk about how the change happens not in your thoughts, not with words, but in the gaps between your thoughts. And so with hypnosis, we can help access that state of mind and create that possibility for people. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so true. I, I love that phrase, that, that change happens in the gaps between your thoughts. I, I think Wayne Dyer said something like that many, many years ago, didn't he? Yeah, maybe that's a quote from him. Who knows if it was, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I will give him credit. I know somebody said that. I should really look it up. <laughs> somebody said that. Somebody that's- really smart. Maybe even me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God, Robbie, that's so funny. That's awesome. I love that. That's really great. Yeah, the concept of of using hypnosis in order to overcome blocks is a very powerful one. And I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you do the work that you do. I think more and more people should take advantage of this uh, and, and, and learn about it and start to apply it because hypnosis has been around really for centuries and it's something that works it's something that has worked it's it's not like some newfangled thing that you you need to have someone prove to you 
that, that it's efficacious. It actually is efficacious. It does work. And it's important for people who are listening to this podcast to understand that and to be able to take advantage of all the amazing things that you and uh, other fantastic thought leaders in this space have to offer. So thank you for doing what you do. Yeah, well, I do it because I love it and because I see what a difference it makes. And, and you know, the way I look at this is either you learn how to choose what you're going to do with your hypnotic subconscious mind or your old programming is going to choose it for you. So a lot of your old programming is from when you were a little kid or, or just earlier in your life. Usually we grab on to ways of coping and we keep doing them for the same reason we don't forget how to swim in the middle of the lake. And this really gives us choice where we can choose how we respond. So it, I don't look at learning hypnosis as like, if you choose not to learn it, then you're you're getting in your own way. If you embrace it and learn how to use it skillfully, then you can make all kinds of things happen in your life. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Uh, I think it's, it's amazing stuff. So, so Robbie, Let's switch gears for a sec. So what made you decide to go do a podcast? I was wanting to find a way to communicate with people who may be interested in learning hypnosis or growing their life in different directions with hypnosis in a way that they could get to know me without actually knowing me, right? Without <laughs> being at a class or talking to me, that I could kind of reach more of an uh, reach people better by connecting with them and and exposing them to this way of looking at things and how hypnosis can help them. And I thought a podcast would be a great vehicle for that because it's, um, I think these days people don't read as much as they used to. So writing a book didn't seem like a great option. And uh, people can listen to an episode, they could listen to all of them, right? They can choose <laughs> the ones that they're interested in. So it seemed like a much more digestible thing to offer people that I could use as a multi-purpose thing to promote what I do and to connect with people. So I, I was I was standing back and looking at the big picture of how do I move forward with building the hypnosis training school, which is called Hypnosis Training Canada. Um, and this really looked like a great vehicle to uh, build my presence that way and to connect with people that way. Yeah. I, I can totally, totally get that because the podcasting these days, especially post-pandemic, is something that people are gravitating toward more and more, right? A lot of people are listening to podcasts when they're just like cleaning up around the house or doing a workout or going for a walk. And for those people that still drive a lot when they drive and go places. And the amazing thing about podcasting is that it's growing, right? There's so many more podcasts that are out there in the marketplace and people are listening to them more and more. So it was a good decision that you made. What's it been like for you to have your own podcast? Uh, well, it's been fun and interesting. Um, I'm I, I'm just releasing episode four tomorrow. Um, I think it's Yay. pretty fascinating <laughs> to be the host and notice what it's like to have that back and forth with different people. It's different with each person that you interview. So that's been pretty interesting from a communication and people dynamics point of view, which is what I'm always interested in. So yeah, and I've gotten a lot of positive 
the feedback. A lot of people are enjoying it. And I'm, it's fun. It's actually pretty creative to, to choose what the episode's going to be about and who you're going to interview and what angle you're going to take on the content. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. It kind of draws on my natural tendency to, to connect things that you wouldn't necessarily think fit together because we're covering a lot of topics and themes from a hypnotic point of view, but they're not all, you wouldn't necessarily think all of them have to do with hypnosis. So that's, that's fun for me. That's awesome. I love that. So what are you finding is working for you in terms of communicating your message in this medium? Well, I'm finding that people are really, when they listen to a podcast, they, they're listening to a presentation of what we do and coming at it from a lot of angles with storytelling, with another person's point of view, the guest's point of view, and then me kind of riffing off that or giving an, possibly another point of view. And so I think it gets them thinking and uh, it gives them ideas of how they can apply this for their life. And the whole goal of the podcast is to help people learn how can you learn, use hypnosis to make the, your life better. And as I mentioned, the, just that that germ of, a, of an idea of modeling is what helps me make my life better when I was observing my friend Jeff, right? If I hadn't yeah. learned that, I would never, the same things would have happened, but I would never have taken the experiences that way. So my hope for the people listening is that they get, you know, whether they decide they want to come for training or they're just enjoying listening, that they they get something from it that will help put them on a better path in their life or achieve more success. That's awesome. You know, what I really like about it is because it's a long form conversation, you can really educate people on what hypnosis is. You can have conversations with people who are experts in various aspects of hypnosis. But what could really be cool is you could even put on some of your clients on the show who've had some really great results with hypnosis and have them talk about their experience, like in a way that it's a conversation and not just like, you know, like a sales testimonial, you know what I mean? So that way people will really get excited about what hypnosis can make possible for you. Because I'll tell you, my experience with hypnosis has been like, I always find myself getting really relaxed when I'm in a hypnotic state. And I also find that my brain starts to work better. It actually starts to slow down. Um, I, I, I'm open to receive the guidance of the universe, the guidance of God, in a way that going day to day and doing my work, I'm not, right? Because I'm doing this interview with you. When I'm off this interview with you, I have a few phone calls I have to return. I got some writing I got to do. I mean, it's just go, 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 right? Hypnosis gives a chance for me to slow things down a little bit and actually get in touch with that part of myself that knows all the answers. Am I saying this right because this is what I feel is the power mm-hmm. of hypnosis. Well, that that's one of the powers, yes. And and it, there's some real amazing things that happen when you, you access that creativity and that big picture perspective and standing back from it all. Because, you know, the saying that the person who's the head of the army doesn't plan the battle from the front lines. So you need to have that, that standing back experience in your life so that you can take stock of things and, and see things in a different way. So that is one of the big powers that we have. You know, I'm part of a group called Master Hypnotist Society. And so we have a very specific philosophy of hypnosis, which is that we're really focused on getting outcomes. So yes, we 
we want people to be able to have perspective that way and kind of access that other part of their mind. And then once we do that, we're helping them see things differently. We're giving them feedback so that they're not just relying on what they always knew, right? There's a a belief in a lot of the self-help world that people have everything they need to to be whoever they want to be or do what they want to do. And we really see that sometimes, sometimes they have what they need, but sometimes they actually need some feedback or they need to add a resource to help them get there. And so we're using the the hypnotic state of mind to communicate that to people and to help them uh, embrace a resourceful state of mind and be able to take action in real life. So we're, we're helping them learn something new when they're in our clinic or we're hypnotizing them. And then we, we're having them go back in real life and, and show themselves that it can be different, that they can I- interact with life in a new way and they can take action towards their goals in ways they might never have imagined they could. So we have people all the time who are coming for weight loss and they, they've hated exercise every day of their lives and all of a sudden they're actually enjoying fitness. And and so they can. we know that that's totally possible for people to discover, but they need to discover it by um, shifting how they're interacting with things and then actually taking action on it in real life. So it's not enough for them to have the change in when they're in a hypnotic trance. We want them to have the evidence of going back into life and taking action on it. And then there might be more to learn or maybe they're ready for the next thing that they need to change. So there's a lot of a back and forth. It's really an effort of mutual cooperation that way where there's a back and forth between making hypnotic change and real life experience. That makes so much sense. You know, yeah, you don't always have everything you need. Sometimes you need to learn some things and you definitely need to take action. And I love that your focus is on, you know, delivering outcomes for people because, you know, that's that's my focus and what I do for people too. I want to deliver outcomes for people. When you and I started working together, my outcome for you was launch a podcast, right? And, that's right. And, and at the end of the day, that's what we achieved together. We launched a podcast and that's what's important. And, and when you work with someone, the outcome that you have for someone, let's say, is help them lose weight. So the outcome that you want to deliver for them is they, they lose weight. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so Nikki, a great example of this is when you say that, you know, sometimes you you feel fearful that maybe you've reached your plateau and that this is it for you. Well, you have some subconscious programming that that is fear-based around that. And it's really common with people about things like money or career or whatever their different definition of success is to have some kind of um, block that way, like they've reached a, a glass ceiling and they don't believe they can go beyond that. And, and a lot of that is, is something that can be shifted and changed and, and discovered in a new way. Um, so we have many, many clients who uh, come to us for help with that. You know, I really love what you're talking about here, Robbie. I think it's fantastic stuff. Um, you know, one of one of these days, I should have you back on the show and have you like do an actual demonstration of what a hypnosis session looks like. I think that'd be pretty cool to have a lot of people see that. And I think what you're saying uh, is something everybody should experience. Really, really great stuff. Really, really, really great stuff. So, Robbie, we like to end off each and every single one of our episodes by asking you as our guest expert, what are your top three expert action steps? These are the things 
that you recommend my listener take on to take his or her life to the next level? So what do you say? All right, great. So my first action step is is to be willing to let yourself have experiences and, and trust that and have faith that you're going to learn what you need to learn and they're going to take you where you need to go. And, you know, this is a really important one from my experience because I, I, I used to be a very judgmental person and I was always the toughest on myself, but I was also pretty hard on other people. And, you know, I believed at the time that it helped me set a really high standard and created motivation to go and do well, but it really kept me stuck because I was so worried about making a mistake or things not being perfect. And it got in the way of relationships too, because, you know, nobody's perfect. So it's kind of intimidating if somebody expects you to be. Um, So it really helped me to grow my confidence, to be able to give myself permission to have experiences and learn from them. And whether it goes great or terrible, or is something in between that there's learning everywhere. And, and the Real true confidence comes from that. So that so that would be my first uh, piece of advice. The second one is to always challenge yourself because there always needs to be another mountain to climb. So no matter how much you've achieved, you need to always set a next goal for yourself because that's the the juice of life. It's what life's all about. And this goes be, way beyond money. Money is just a vehicle, but to, to be truly on your mission, whatever it is, and finding the next challenge for you in that direction is, is, is like what keeps us alive and uh, engaged in life. And I think it's super important for everybody to have that in their lives. And the third piece of of advice I'd give is is to make sure that you're passionately connected to whatever you're doing. Um, you know, I've had times in my life where I haven't really been that engaged with things I've done, like in my past careers or just situations I've been in. And I so I really know the difference when you really care about something and you do feel passionate. And I found a lot of people are afraid of that because they're afraid their heart's going to be broken or they're going to fail or, or something <laughs> like that. And so, um, you know, I I really believe that it's worth the risk. It's worth the risk of heartbreak or disappointment because, hey, you'll heal up from it. All of us have been heartbroken in our lives. Um, but the only other option is to live a really flat, boring life. So to be willing to be passionately connected to what you're doing is it's what make, makes life three-dimensional and worthwhile. So Robbie Spear Miller, those are three fantastic expert action steps. I love them, especially the third one. I'll tell you, when you said that, I just felt something switch on inside of me. I thought, wow, that's great. So listener, the great Robbie Spear Miller has given you three kick butt expert action steps. Make sure that you write them down and that you take advantage of them. So Robbie, if people want to find out more about your school or your podcast, where do they go? So you can go to hypnosistrainingcanada.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter with Hypnosis Training Canada. You can just search for that. Um, The podcast is called the Hypnosis Show Podcast. And so it's on all the platforms, whether it's Apple or Spotify or all, all of the platforms, you'll find it. So yeah, I'd love for you to listen to the podcast. I'd love any feedback people have or ideas for future topics. And and I really enjoyed speaking with you today, Nikki. 
Oh, and it was so much fun. You'll have to come back, okay? For sure, for sure, for sure. All right. Yeah, I'd love to. And and that's a cool idea to hypnotize somebody live and, and show people what that's all about. Bring me on your show. I'll do it. I'm up. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. I think this kind of thing is what I live for. Are you kidding me? Like learning's my thing. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So we're going to make sure we put all this in the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com and also on Spotify, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. So everyone's going to be able to take advantage of that. Um, and I got to say, uh, listener, like Robbie's show is really great. Her guests have been really great. Uh, uh, Scott, her mentor that she spoke about is like, this guy's world-class. He's incredible at what he does. He's a very engaging speaker. You definitely want to listen to that episode. And she just had one of the guests that I've had on this show come on her show and you should like listen to her take on it. So I'm going to keep you in suspense as to who that is, but you know, go check it out. Um, so Robbie, I got a couple of other guests in mind for you, by the way. Um, there's uh, Adele Spragan, who's been a guest on my show. I'll send you uh, the episode I did with her. She's also a former client of mine, really terrific lady. I think you ladies would get along. She'd be really great on your show. Uh, and I also am thinking uh, my uh, my mentor, Mark, I'm going to see if I can get him to agree to go on your show. You got to listen to me interview Mark. Mark is, Mark is the... Uh, shite diggity, as they like to say, to keep this a family-rated show. He's fantastic. You'll really love, you'll really love uh, listening to Mark and chatting with Mark. So I'll connect you with those folks offline. Okay, awesome. Uh, awesome. So, listener, make sure you go and you take advantage of, uh, you know, checking out Robbie's show, checking out hypnosistrainingcanada.com. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And listen, if you've enjoyed this episode, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, Okay. You know, we don't charge for the show. You know, we don't have any sponsors for the show. The only payment we ask is that if you enjoyed the show, please share it with somebody who would benefit from listening to this or would enjoy listening to this. Robbie's great. The information she brought us here today is great. So just share the episode with them. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. That's what's going to make a difference, right? Just do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Help us grow this movement for freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. And help us spread the word about great guests like Robbie by sharing this with one or two people. Just one person's great. If you can share with two, that's fantastic too. So, you know, that's all I'm going to ask you to do. And if you enjoyed uh, what Robbie had to say, please make sure you go and you check out uh, her show. Please make sure you go and you check out her uh, website. And if you need some help with your thought leadership and coming up with a plan to help you add uh, 100,000, 200,000, quarter million dollars this year to your business, go to eCircleAcademy.com. We got tons of free resources over there. Uh, just explore the site, check out the free resources, take advantage of them, and uh, let's have 2021 be your best year yet. You deserve it. Okay, Robbie, thank you so much again for being the guest, my guest on the show. You're the first person uh, that uh, I've actually helped put a podcast together who's also been a guest on my podcast. So I'm very excited for having you uh, help me achieve a milestone today. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. I'm glad I could help you do that. Oh, you're the best. You're the best. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's amazing guest, the one and only Robbie Spear Miller, go to the show notes of thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or go check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, make sure that, you know, you spread the word and share the podcast with a couple of great people. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 